This is Radio Romania International. You are listening to our one-hour broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa. We can also be heard on the internet at www.ri.ro, Channel 1. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter and other social media platforms. Our programs are also available on TuneIn, Radio Romania International 1, and in Europe via satellite Utilsat 16A on 11,512 MHz, vertical polarization, azimuth 16 degrees east. We wish you good reception conditions. You are listening to the news on Radio Romania International. I'm Vlad Paluku. Let's look at the top stories. Over 400 festivals, concerts, trade fairs and sports competitions are scheduled to take place over the May Day long weekend. Military and religious ceremonies mark Veterans Day across the country. And representatives of the Democratic Union of Ethnic Hungarians are convening to elect their president. Over 400 festivals, concerts, trade fairs and sports competitions are scheduled to take place over the May Day long weekend. Over 70,000 people are expected to travel to the Black Sea coast on this occasion. Some 24,000 police officers, gendarmes and firefighters will be on duty across the country to prevent and combat crime, fluidize road traffic and reduce waiting times at border checkpoints, as well as to ensure order and safety in various public events, the Interior Ministry reports. The Border Police has also taken all measures to optimize customs procedures and reduce waiting times, with a focus on crossing points on the Hungarian and Bulgarian borders. On Veterans Day, the Romanian Defense Ministry organized a military and religious ceremony attended by Defence Minister Angel Tulvar and Chief of Defence Staff General Daniel Petrescu. Similar ceremonies were held at home and abroad, in cemeteries and monuments paying homage to the sacrifice of veterans. Over 900,000 people perished, disappeared, were taken prisoner, were wounded or were left crippled in the wake of World War II. The Romanian army continued to fight after Romania was liberated, helping drive away the German army from Hungary and Czechoslovakia. In total, over 540,000 servicemen were deployed to the front line, of whom 90,000 were killed, nearly 60,000 went missing and over 330,000 were wounded. The Democratic Union of Ethnic Hungarians in Romania is today convening in Timisoara to elect its new president, the acting president, Kelemen Hunor, who is running for a new term, says the Congress will also adopt a strategic document outlining the priorities of Romania and the Hungarian community in the economic, social, political and minority rights sectors over the coming years. The leaders of PNL and PSD, Prime Minister Nikolai Ciuca and Chamber of Deputies Speaker Marcel Ciolacu are also expected to attend. 
Former Romanian deputy Cristian Riza was extradited by the Republic of Moldova after being declared persona non grata for a 15-year period. Riza was detained by Romanian law enforcement as transferred to a penitentiary, where he will serve a sentence of four years and eight months. The former MP had been wanted by Romanian authorities after fleeing the country to evade a 2019 prison sentence for influence peddling, money laundering and influencing official statements. The assessments conducted by the World Bank, the International Monetary Fund and the European Central Bank show that Romania will report an economic growth this year as well, Prime Minister Nicolae Ciuca says. Under these circumstances, an IMF rescue package is no longer an option, the Prime Minister said. Previously, the former Liberal Finance Minister Florin Kutsu had written on social media that PSD wants to strike an agreement with the IMF and the World Bank, which would suggest the country is on the brink. The statement follows discussions about the government's plans to adopt an emergency decree cutting public spending. Government officials say the move would not impact salaries and investment. The situation of the Romanian media is not very rosy and the country should show progress in this respect in the rule of law report this year. The European Commission Vice President for Values and Transparency Vera Jourova said. The 2022 rule of law report of the European Commission states that the Romanian media faces a wide array of issues, such as the lack of transparency in terms of media ownership and rising numbers of threats and cases of harassment and violence against journalists. And we go out with news from tennis. Romanian tennis player Ina Begu on Thursday advanced to the third round at the WTA 1000 tournament in Madrid, totaling over 7.7 million euro. In the second round, Begu knocked out Karolina Mukova of the Czech Republic in straight sets. The Romanian player will next take on Shelby Rogers of the United States. Also on Thursday, another two Romanian players, Sorana Kirsta and Anna Bogdan, were eliminated. In the women's singles today, Jacqueline Christian will play Anastasia Potapova of Russia. And that was the news. Tens of thousands of tourists are expected to attend the festival's Beach Please, Sun Waves and Grill Fest, staged in the seaside resorts of Kostinesht, Mamaya and Constanza during the 1st of May mini-holiday. This is Daniel Bilz at the microphone with a report by Corina Krista. The Romanians are ready to make the most of the May the 1st mini-holiday and event organisers aren't going to let them down this time with over 400 festivals, concerts, fairs and sporting events being prepared as we speak. Most of them on the Black Sea coast where over 70,000 tourists are expected to arrive this weekend. According to the latest meteorological reports, the weather on the seaside is going to be pretty fair with sunny days, a little bit of wind and highs ranging between 15 and 18 degrees centigrade. But the weather isn't going to be an impediment for the tens of thousands of young people who will be attending the festival stage in several seaside resorts such as Kostinesht, Mamaya and Constanza. According to employers' organizations, 50,000 tickets have been purchased for the Beach Please Festival in the resort of Kostinesht, which involves the participation of 100 artists. 
Over 10,000 tourists, including citizens from Italy, France, Spain, Germany and the United States of America, are expected to the electronic music festival Sunwaves Mamaya. While in Constanza, tourists are welcomed at Grillfest, the latest barbecue music experience in Romania, which brings together the best-known chefs, the most relevant brands in Romania's meat industry, as well as some of the most important artists in the Romanian showbiz. The police have cautioned that the festivals and many other events announced in clubs and various restaurants on the seaside will also be good opportunities for drug dealers and users. The police are ready for these events but have made an appeal to young people and their parents, explaining that drug dealers have already formed groups on social platforms which have brought together thousands of members. According to sources with the Interior Ministry, 24,000 policemen, gendarmes and firefighters are ready to intervene for the good functioning of the numerous events scheduled to take place during this mini-holiday. Furthermore, anti-drug police units are going to kick off an information campaign aimed at keeping people abreast of drug abuse, consequences and ways of preventing human trafficking. On the other hand, the inhabitants of Bucharest will these days be able to walk through the city centre undisturbed by the road traffic as part of a project entitled Open Streets Bucharest Urban Promenade. Until October the 8th, streets in downtown Bucharest will become exclusively pedestrian, hosting numerous events jointly with theatres, cultural institutions and artists. The city of Cluj in Western Romania is these days seeing a series of events including an exhibition of astrophotography, a book fair as well as events for the little ones. Barbecue parties, however, remain one of the most common ways of celebrating May the 1st in Romania. The situation of the media in Romania is not very rosy and there is a lot of room for improvement, says the Vice President of the European Commission for Values and Transparency, Vera Jurova. I'm Ana Maria Popescu with more details in this commentary written by Mihai Pelin. Romania remains last in Europe in terms of respecting and guaranteeing the freedom and safety of the mass media, as well as unrestricted access to information, the president of Active Watch, Liana Ghana, says. In her opinion, one of the key problems is that major political parties are financing the media in a non-transparent manner which leads to reasonable suspicions that the media coverage of the public agenda is distorted. At the same time, the few journalists who are critical of the political power have become subject to vilification campaigns, initiated either by political players or by media institutions with a long track record of deviations from professional ethics. Liana Ghana ends. She also believes the state should have genuine control over the intelligence services and restrict their growing powers and their ability to interfere with the right to free speech. In turn, the president of the Center for Independent Journalism, Ioana Avadani, says the mass media in Romania is facing major problems that are within the government's jurisdiction. 
Some of these problems include the lack of transparency regarding the shareholding structure of media companies and their influence on the editorial agenda, attacks on journalists coming from political players and aggressive rhetoric against journalists. The Romanian government must understand, even without pressure from Europe, that mass media is a legitimate actor in the public debate and that its critical role goes beyond any financial or political interests, Ivan Avodani emphasized. These opinions come in the context of the statements made by the Vice President of the European Commission for Values and Transparency, Vera Jurova, who said that, quote, the situation of the media in Romania is not very rosy and there is a lot of room for improvement, end of quote. Asked whether the new legislative instruments suggested by the European Commission last year and currently pending adoption are enough to address these problems, she said they are, but pointed out she is expecting more from the Romanian state in the meantime. The Commission's 2022 report on the rule of law mentions that the mass media in Romania is facing problems such as the fact that transparency on media ownership continues to be incomplete and the worsening of the situation regarding threats, cases of harassment and violence against journalists. In 2022, there were two cases of criminal sentences pronounced in Romanian courts with respect to offenses against the safety of journalists. And this wraps up today's newscast on Radio Romania International. Don't forget you can also follow us online at rri.ro and on Facebook. Focus on Romania. Time now for Hit of the Day on Radio Romania International. You're invited to listen to pop singer Ada and her latest hit, The Physicians. Toată lumea e în latență Iar eu viteză zici că-i concurență Conduc și orașul par mic în urec doar țiuit Ochii în ceață, inima plecată de pe bit Mă verific slavă cerului că încă n-am urit Dar nici nu-ți vie că mă ia cu fric Mă ia cu fric și apoi mă ia cu cal Când în mine nu e nimeni, văd doar farul pe asfalt Îngerii mei dragi, îngerii mei
nici să plâng că mă Să nu zic că, că mă plâns Rândind dinți pentru că am multe motive listening to Radio Romania International. The Green Planet. Hello and welcome to our ecology feature. I am Kalinkotsoy. In Romania, news about bears roaming inhabited areas are a daily occurrence. They cause damage and once in a while attack people sometimes resulting in death. Romania has the largest population of bears in Europe, around 8,000 strong, according to data from the first study of its kind in the last eight years. The authorities try to solve problems by moving the intrusive beast, or at last resort, by hunting it. Recently, the issue has been brought up by the Minister of the Environment, Barna Tanchos, at a press conference to launch the National Action Plan for Conserving the Brown Bear Population. According to him, the presence of man in the habitat of bears and the constant increase in their numbers, putting more and more pressure on sheepfolds and crops, are the main causes for which the number of incidents went up in 2021 from other years. According to ministry data, in 2021 we had 41 incidents and 4 fatalities, compared to 2020, with 6 incidents and a single death. The minister emphasized that, as a result of legislative measures applied in Sinaia, Boile Tushnad, and other mountain resorts, they were able to relocate, without express authorization from Bucharest, without complicated procedures, the bears or families of bears that frequented those resorts. The minister pointed out that simple intervention cannot solve the issue. What is needed is prevention. Precisely to this end, World Wildlife Fund Romania is running an original project in the center of the country, in Boile Tushnad, which can lead to a proper and peaceful existence alongside for bears and people. We were told about it by Christian Remus Pop, Wild Species Department Coordinator. This concept is based on the collaboration of all interested parties. We have support from the local city hall, support from local organizations, 
including hunting managers, but also from the tourist sector. All these contribute in their own way, no matter how small, to local bear management. It is why we formed a partnership through which we are trying to develop a so-called bear-smart community. This model was created in America, in areas with similar problems, and these communities simply come up with examples of best practices, with some activities to prove that man and bear can coexist peacefully. Of course, by applying certain methods, this community tries to solve the issue by keeping bears at a distance. The community does not have a negative attitude towards the animals. On the contrary, by keeping them away, they make sure the area is safe, including for the tourists. Boyle Tushnad Mayor Butika Jolt said that bear conservation and people's safety is what everyone wishes for, and that they need sustainable solutions resulting from the involvement and the inclusive participation of all interested parties. He said that brown bears had always been present around the town and are even emblematic. The solution they want to implement is meant to provide safety for locals and tourists alike, along with the protection of the brown bear. The project running here aims to be a complete solution as we were told by Christian Pop. We also have additional safety gear so that the exposed properties are secure. Here we are talking about electric fences, which are 100% harmless. Of course they provide zap, but this does not long-term harm to the animal. It is by no means a way to kill the animals. At the same time, we are thinking of a system to warn bears that cars are approaching, because we had at both points of entry in Boile Tushnad collisions that killed poor bears. We are talking of an ecological corridor whose purpose is to make it easier for bears to traverse the river Alt. Of course, some solutions can be implemented right away, others over some time, depending on the available budget. What we have managed so far to do is to purchase some equipment for the team that is already working at the local level. We also want to have a study to document the interaction between bears and people, to see why bears stay in certain areas, what attracts them there. We want to see if it is about poor food waste management by people or about people feeding bears. For this, we will also be using some GPS collars, which allow us satellite monitoring. We went to get two of those with video cameras, allowing us to document interactions between bears, between bears and other species, but mostly between bears and people. You have been listening to Green Planet today about human-bear interaction in resorts in the mountains of Romania. (music) 
This is Radio Romania International. Cultural event. Welcome to Cultural Event with me, Elena Enake. The Bucharest City Museum has prepared a new exhibition that will be open until the end of May. Ligia Makovei in private collections. The exhibition presents works from the Eduard Duzunov collection. Ligia Makovei, 1916-1998, was a graphic designer and painter, but also an important art collector, together with her husband, architect Pompiliu Makovei. We talked about the exhibition with the deputy director of the Bucharest City Museum, Elena Olariu. Este o cercetare mai veche pe care muzeografii de la secția de artă din It is an older research which museographs from the art department of the Bucharest City Museum carry out in order to identify the private collections that include artists that we have in the museum's portfolio. A more complex program is underway. This project began in 2022 with two special events that took place at the Rottenberg Uzunov Gallery and were carried out in partnership with the Bucharest City Museum. In the house, which is a memorial house dedicated to Lydia Makovei and her husband, who was a very important art collector, we have, in addition to works by the two aforementioned artists, sketches and experiments that were made on the occasion of presentations to the publishers in an attempt to convince them to purchase these drawings. Some are unique because the version that Mr. Uzunov has in his private collection is full of color. We know that in the end, the black and white drawings were picked to illustrate books, but in the private collection, there is also the color version. Through this exhibition, we enter the artist's creative laboratory. We are very happy that Mr. Uzunov decided to donate the color version of these works to the Bucharest City Museum, and thus they continue to live, so to speak, as part of the Ligia and Pompiliu Makovei art collection. We invite you to come and see this wonderful house and the art collection that is on display here. Artist Ligia Makovei remained in the public memory through the illustrations she made for poetry books by great Romanian poets, such as Mihai Minescu, Tudor Arghezi, and the Nobel Prize laureate, the Italian poet Salvatore Casimodo. Elena Olariu told us more about the illustrations in the exhibition. Sunt prezentate și schițele, experimentele. The sketches, the artist experiments opposite to the illustration of the Argezi creation are also presented, an original project that has not been carried out in Romania before and a fruitful collaboration that also gave us this idea to continue with an exhibition right in the house where the artist lived, and which is now the Ligia Makovei Museum. It is, in fact, the result of this research. There is also an album dedicated to Ligia Makovei, an extremely interesting artist, a very talented graphic designer, because she also illustrated other important books of Romanian and foreign literature. And that has been Cultural Event. 
next in this program. Sports. Hello, this is Daniel Bielsa, microphone. Romanian tennis player Irina Begu on Thursday qualified for the third round of the WTA 1000 tournament in Madrid with more than $7 million in prize money. In the second round, the Romanian secured a 6-4, 7-5 win against Karolina Muchova of the Czech Republic. The other two Romanians, Sorana Kirsta and Dana Bogdan, have been eliminated in the second round of the competition. Kirsta by second-seeded Arina Sabalenka of Belarus, who won the game in two sets, 6-4, 6-3. Bogdan has been defeated by US challenger Shelby Rogers, who secured a 6-2, 6-2 win. Irina Begu will next take on Rogers in the competition's third round. Now let's have a look at women's handball, because this weekend we'll be seeing the first round of the Champions League quarterfinals. Both Romanian sides present in the competition are playing on Sunday, when Rapid Bucharest will be up at home against Norwegian side Vipers Christiansand, the last year's winner of the competition. CSM Bucharest plays Team Esbjerg in Denmark. In the men's competitions, Romania's national side will be trying to qualify for European Championships in a decisive game against Ukraine in Gummersbach, Germany. The Romanians are hankering for a win in the fourth group of the qualifiers, topped by Austria with 10 points, a team which has already qualified for the competition's next stage. Romania and the Faroe Islands come next in the group, each with four points, followed by Ukraine with two. The first two sides in each of the eight preliminary groups will advance to the competition's next stage, together with four of the best sides on the third position. The final tournament is due in Germany over the 10th and the 28th of January 2024. We recall that Romania hasn't qualified for a final men's tournament since 1996. And now football. Sepsis Funtu Gheorghe and Universitatea Cluj have qualified for the finals of Romania's Football Cup. Sepsis secured a 3-0 home win against CFR Cluj, while on Thursday Universitatea Cluj outperformed UTA Arad 1-0. The finals is due in Sibiu, southern Romania on May the 24th. This weekend we'll be seeing the matches of the sixth leg of Romania's Football Super League. FCU Craiova will be playing in Diatrgoviste on Friday, while on Saturday CS Mioven plays FC Argeș and Petrolul Ploiești will be up against FC Botoșan. And that was Sports Weekend. You are listening to Radio Romania International. Welcome to Music Highlights with me, Elena Enake. A very well-dosed artistic approach, like a dual relationship of sensation and intellect, a certain question permanently open to the right musical answers. This is how we can describe, in a few words, the meeting with pianist Aurora Yenei. She was born in Arad on April 28, 1939, and devoted herself entirely to the art of sound, both as performer and as professor. Listen to her next performing Sonatina, Opus 3, Number 3, composed by Constantin Silvestri.
Aurora Yene's performing manner is that of virtuoso, but without ostentation, with a surprisingly energetic touch, but also very sensitive. We end music highlights today with the first part of Suite No. 3 for Piano, Opus 6, No. 1, by Constantin Silvestri, performed by Aurora Yene.
Living Romania. Coming up next in this broadcast, stay tuned for... Artscape. Hello and welcome to Artscape. I'm Cristina Matescu and in today's show we're going to be talking about the Romanian participation in two major international events, one held in London, the other in Chicago. Stay tuned to find out more. One of the biggest events in the world of books and publishing, the London Book Fair recently came to an end. Romania was present with its own stand and a rich and diverse lineup of events under the motto Romania at the London Book Fair, right where we belong. We're back at the London Book Fair after three years, during which time the Romanian book market has been faced with two major consecutive crises, having successfully weathered both and adapted itself to the new way of selling and promotion. The Romanian book market has emerged stronger from this period and our presence at the London Book Fair can thus be seen as a rebirth and a reconnection, said Liviu Zikman, the president of the Romanian Cultural Institute, which coordinated Romania's participation in the fair. Romania's stand brought together a significant selection of recent titles published by local publishing houses, as well as a catalogue put together by the National Book Centre containing translations into English of extracts from 15 Romanian works of fiction and accompanied by short presentations. Other public events aimed at introducing Romanian books, authors and publishers to British readers were held at three well-known bookshops around London. The first in the series was a discussion entitled Breaking into the 3% Ways of Publishing Romanian Books in English, hosted by the London Review Bookshop, and brought together publishers and book distributors from the UK and Romania. This was followed by a debate on the subject of politics and power in Romanian arts before the Romanian Revolution, held by Nomad Books. The debate was based around a book by Romanian writer and art critic Magda Kurnec, entitled Visual Arts in Romania 1945-1989, published in English by the Romanian Cultural Institute in 2022. You are listening to Radio Romania International. Known mostly for her poetry and essays on art, Magda Kurnec has also been an active presence on the Romanian cultural scene for the last 30 years, and until recently she was the president of PEN Romania. Her debut novel, Femme, which was published in Romania in 2011 to much critical acclaim, also became available in English in 2021 in a much-praised translation by Sean Cotter, a prolific American translator of Romanian literature and published by the U.S. literary publisher Deep Vellum. Described by its publisher as a lyrical feminist novel in which a 21st-century Scheherazade recounts her life to a man she might leave behind forever, Femme brings together stories, essays, dream sequences and descriptions to create a rich tapestry of feminine sensitivity. Here's the author telling us more about Femme at an online discussion of the book hosted by the Romanian Cultural Institute in London. Femme is a novel which has a special kind of form. It is composed of a series of pieces of prose which describe in a non-conformist way the physiologic, psychic and spiritual evolution of a feminine character 
from the first childhood until her first adult age. A contemporary Sheherazade tells her story to her lover who wants to leave her. And she tells very intimate and rather strange moments related to her growing uh, femininity. It is a combination of storytelling, prose poem, Jungian psychoanalysis and spiritual testimony. As part of Romania's participation in the London Book Fair, Inc. at 84 Books, another independent London bookshop, hosted a debate centered around the relationship between literature and censorship, and starting from the novel by Liliana Korobka, recently published in English by Seven Stories Press, called The Census Notebook. While a work of fiction, The Census Notebook is based on Liliana Korobka's extensive research into the institution of censorship in Romania and the communist bloc. Having previously published articles and books on the subject, the novel begins with a fictional correspondence in present-day Romania between the author and the former chief of the Secret Documents Office in Communist Romania's government branch responsible for censorship. Before fleeing the country in 1974, the latter stole a census notebook, viewed as a state secret by the regime, and now, decades later, makes it available for the author to be displayed at a newly established Museum of Communism. The notebook provides a thrilling insight into the job as well as the life of a communist-era censor and the inner workings of institutionalized censorship, described variously as a profound and playful novel, and the hilarious and poignant English-language debut, the census notebook also makes for very pleasant reading. The Romanian stand at the London Book Fair also hosted an audio installation called The Black Box of Romanian Poetry, containing works by 20 Romanian contemporary poets. Juana Bocastanescu, the director of the National Book Center, said Romanian authors are today enjoying growing interest from foreign publishers and readers, thanks to the large number of translations from Romanian under the Publishing Romania program run by the Romanian Cultural Institute. For the final part of our show today, we'll be traveling to Chicago in the U.S., where artifacts from six Romanian museums are on display at the city's Field Museum of Natural History, as part of an exhibition called The First Kings of Europe. The result of unprecedented international collaboration, the exhibition brings together over 20 museums and archaeology institutes from 11 different countries, from Central and Southeastern Europe. Over 700 objects are on display, including jewelry, weapons and armor, all of which shed light on the role of ancient farming villages in the Balkans in the creation of the earliest tribal kingdoms in Europe and the accumulation of wealth and power going back 8,000 to 2,500 years. One of the most unique and special things about this exhibit is the international collaboration occurring to create First Kings of Europe, said Bill Parkinson, curator at the Film Museum and of First Kings of Europe. He continued, the exhibition was made in partnership with 11 countries, plus the United States and Canada, and 26 different museums. Many of the cultural items have never been on display outside of the countries of their origin, and some have never been on display ever. First Kings of Europe is a unique opportunity to see these cultural items side by side. Unquote. 
The Romanian contribution to the exhibition consists of more than 90 artifacts dating back to the Neolithic, the Age Bronze and up to the Second Iron Age, including some spectacular finds. The treasure known as the Council of Goddesses from Poduri is one such example. Buried for almost 7,000 years, it was discovered in 1981 and consists of 15 large figures painted in red, 13 thrones from fired clay and six other smaller unpainted figures. All statuettes are modelled in seated position and depict female figures. The ensemble has been interpreted as forming part of a cult of anthropomorphic feminine deities. Another unique find on show in Chicago is a collection of golden vessels dating back to the time of the Thracians and discovered in Raden in Namts County. They were unearthed accidentally during farming work conducted in the 1960s and were initially believed to be made of bronze. Still a bit of a mystery today, they are still subject to debate on whether they were made locally and what purpose they served. Other finds from Romanian collections on display at the Field Museum are contents of jetic princely tombs and many bronze and iron objects. The participating Romanian museums are the National History Museum of Romania in Bucharest, the Buzău County Museum, the Museum of Oltenia, the National Museum of Transylvanian History, the Nantes County Museum Complex and the Museum of Gumelnica Culture. The first Kings of Europe exhibition at the Film Museum in Chicago will stay open until late January 2024. And that's all in Artscape today. Until next time, from me, Cristina Mateescu, it's goodbye. Focus on Romania. Coming up next on Radio Romania International. Simply Folk. Welcome to Simply Folk with me, Le Cremora Simeon. Today's program features Fanica Luca, one of the most talented Romanian panpipe players of all times. He approached a wide range of music genres, such as vocal fiddler's music, traditional music, cafe concert music, and romance songs. Listen now to Fanica Luca's Round Dance.
And with that, our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. You can listen to our next program for Western Europe at 17 UTC on 13,750 kHz in the DRM system and on 15,180 kHz in analog system. Listeners in Africa can receive our programs, tomorrow, at 11 UTC on 15,320 and 17,670 kHz. We can also be heard on the internet, at www.rri.ro, channel 1. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl at ri.ro. Goodbye.